Ramsey Network, this is The Ramsey Show, where we help you get control of your money, get ahead in your career, and get on the path to living well. I'm George Campbell, your host today, joined by Dr. John Deloney, best-selling author, two PhDs, host of The Dr. John Deloney Show, and we're excited to take your call about life, money, mental health, boundaries, relationships, whatever you're thinking about, ruminating in your brain, we're here for you. The number to call is 888-825-5225. Mason kicks us off in Lubbock, Texas. John Deloney's a big fan of that place. Mason, welcome to the show. Good afternoon. Thanks for taking my call, guys. Absolutely. How can we help? So I just wanted some advice. My wife and I are potentially about to start the process of building a new home. Um, We haven't, you know, applied for the loan or anything just yet. I wanted to make sure that we had enough cash saved up uh, just for that process. Okay. What's your income? So our income is uh, about one to one ten. Cool. Year. Where do y'all work? Um, I work with the family business. We do dirt work and trucking, and then she is uh, actually uh, direct sales network marketing. Why do y'all want to build instead of buying um, an existing home? So we actually have a a really good friend that is a home builder. He built our last our current home. We moved into it. Um, it will be coming up two years in March. Um, so we get a, a pretty decent deal, and we, we hit that market pretty with good timing that we built up a good amount of equity in this current home. And so this has land, and we're moving to a little bit of land as well, and this home just has the floor plan and everything that we actually get to choose. So, um, so you built a, a home, but you didn't get to choose how it was built the first time? Correct. So he's a home builder, and he was building uh, spec homes. Okay. And um, we, the foundation, everything was poured, and we decided to buy that one. And uh, so we didn't really get to choose a floor plan, but we got to choose, you know, choose a few things. Okay. What's the current one worth if you sold it today? So we recently got our first, you know, tax appraisal, and it was valued at $550,000. What did you pay for it? Three seventy. You know that and we have. You, you may not know the Lubbock tax appraisals. I've had many of them are garbage. Nowhere reflective of the market value, up or down. Have you talked to a real estate agent to figure out what your home would actually sell for based on comps in the area? We haven't talked to an agent yet. Um, we just basically we know one couple that just sold for about five twenty. Okay. Um, so I know that's possibly in the range. Um, but that's kind of where we're trying to play it a little bit safer, not expect that much, but then make the smart decision as far as when to actually start the process. How much you know? is this new house you're going to build? Um, the, the construction budget that our, our builder thinks will be about 500. Okay. And so we're going to look to stay well below that. But what's, what's the all in cost? You gave me a construction that budget. All. That's all in. That would be the all in. Yeah. And what would you net? Let's say you sold the home for five twenty today. What would you net? If we sold for five twenty, we would net about two forty five. Okay, so you'd be able to put about. Are you going to put all of that as a down payment? Yes, that's going to be all rolled into the new loan. Okay. So, what's your question today? You're asking if you should start. Yes. So, what's holding actually, you back? 
we are expecting a baby in January. Oh, congrats. <laughs> and it's our first one. Uh, thank you. And that's kind of just been uh, a little doubt that I've had on my mind. Not doubt necessarily, but I just want to make sure that we have plenty saved up for that. And then, you know, the closing costs to get the new loan started. And then um, I just want to do it the smart way. <laughs> so what's the urgency to build this new home? Because you, you said you were in this current one for less than two years. Yes. Uh, so that was kind of our original plan going into it. Um, since we got such a, a good deal on the first one, we were just going to do the, the build two years, sell, and, you know, avoid the capital gains and kind of just make a little income on that um, as far as build up equity in the home. And that's really, there's really no urgency, I guess. Um, so that's why I'm fine with waiting until, you know, even the spring. But one other thing is we do own the lot that the next one will go on. Um, so the down payment that will be, you know, put towards the down payment. So it won't be a lot of cash up front. Um, it's, it's this sounds like less of a money issue. Let, let me let me do this. Let me give you permission. You and your wife had a plan to to do the two year and flip thing, and if you if you do that every few years, and when your seventh house or whatever it's free or whatever that thing is, y'all had that plan. And then right. she's like, took you out to dinner and was like, guess what? We're having a baby. And you were like, yay! And then you remembered <laughs> what building a house did to your marriage, and you're like, oh, this sounds great. What if we threw that? we did that again and we added a new baby to the mix. This would be a blast. And so I want you to feel permission to circle back and say, Hey, we have a custom built home that came to us with 150 plus thousand dollars in equity that our friend, someone we trust built us on land in a nice community, Bob, all this stuff. It's okay. Right. If we sit still for a minute, it's okay. I, I George, okay. you're better at the math. The math is fine. Yeah, yeah. Financially, this is a fine decision. I'm just questioning the the motive behind it. I, and the I, I don't hear you want to do this. Usually, usually, let me put it this way: usually, people call me and George with this question. They're trying to do mathematical gymnastics to, to make this it. thing able to happen. You sound the opposite. You're like, I feel like you're asking us, please tell me no, please tell me no, so we can just stay put. <laughs> right. Yeah. This, with our last build, it was we actually sold our home and then we were kind of out of a house for you know about three weeks and i think there's a little <laughs> a little stress that's still around and um, i just want to make sure that <laughs> everything is smooth and maybe this is not <laughs> i have never and george you may have i have not met a single person across the united states of america in the last 36 months who has built a home who has said the words it was super smooth um, this date hit here. All the budgets were were right on. All of the the materials showed up on the day they were supposed to, and we sold our house and moved into the next one just like we planned. I haven't heard not no. a single person has said that. We built our town home three years ago, and it was a second full time job. I was staying on top of the contractors. They put the towel bar in the wrong place, the paint colors wrong, the granite's wrong. I mean, I've our pets' heads were falling off. It was a nightmare, and so it's not for the faint of heart. I'm going to go ahead and wait. Let's have this baby. Let's make sure mom and baby are home safe. Then let's figure out where we're at with this new home purchase. But there's no urgency here. I'm not going to add any more stress to this when you're having your first baby. You got a lot going on. You just got into this house. Enjoy it a little bit longer. You'll be okay. And financially, you're in great shape. So I'm not worried about that part. But hey, keep saving up. What if you could put 60 70% down and pay off the mortgage in a year or two? That would be incredible. I'm down with that plan. 
More of your calls coming up. 888-825-5225. This is The Ramsey Show. Show. I'm Ramsey Personality, George Campbell, host of the Fine Print and the Entree Leadership Podcast. Joined today by Dr. John Deloney, host of the aptly named, I might say, the Dr. John Deloney Show. John, I saw you doing the show earlier today, this morning. How'd it yeah. go? Um, I heard some laughter from the callers, so you guys sounded like you were having a good time. Uh, there's a couple of calls that were pretty, or what I call it's pretty dark today. I think that meant the second one we had to laugh or the show's going to get off the rails. You but. do bring a beautiful um, levity. To some hard, really hard situations. Yeah. We get a taste of that here on the show, but your show, it's even darker. Yeah, it's pretty, it can be pretty tough sometimes, yeah. Well, but there's a lot, always light at the end of the tunnel. Well, thank you for going first. I'm glad it's you and not me. <laughs> there Bless you go. It. Well, we're here to take your calls about money, life, Wish relationships. Talk about, never mind. Say gonna, it, John. I was going to make Say a it. George joke, and I'm not going to do that. Wow, I'll, look I'll, at I'll, that. John using his filter. <laughs> James, mark that down. This is a historic day. 888-825-5225. Xavier joins us up next in Orlando. Xavier, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ken. Thank you, thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. How can John and I help? So I'm calling today because I'm having a debate here. Uh, I'm in college. I'm going back to college after five years. Uh, I moved a quick, quick background. Uh, I came from Puerto Rico in 2017. I uh, was studying electrical engineering down there, but I stopped it when I moved. Uh, and now I'm trying to get back because I only have 44 credits to go to finish my electrical engineering degree. And I'm just having a hard time in between paying down debt or catching cash flow uh, my college. Mm. What kind of debt do you have? Uh, I have $91,000 of debt. Uh, I have some student loans, $63,000 from where I was back in Puerto Rico. I have uh, $13,000 in uh, personal loans. I have eleven thousand and nine hundred dollars in credit card debt. Uh, I have a current balance in college of uh, seventeen hundred dollars and some other three hundred and ninety dollars in an old life bill that I have. Wow! Do you have a car payment? Yes. Nope. I don't have. I have two paid for cars. Two. And that's that's all my debt. Yes, sir. What do you need two cars for? Uh, well, I have my my own personal car to uh to for work, and my wife has a, a paid for car too. Oh, okay, your wife. That makes more sense. I just yeah, thought I'm you married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. What's your household income? Uh, in between both of us, uh, we make eighty five k a year. Uh, I'm an electrician, and she uh, she works for an insurance health insurance company. Okay, cool. Well, as far as your question, you're wondering when, you know, should I focus on paying off the debt? I want you to cash flow college. I don't want you to go a penny more into debt. And so whatever it takes exactly to do that, that, that's the plan. Yep. If that means pausing on going back to college to finish this electrical engineering degree, I'm okay with that because that's going to be real stressful trying to cash flow while trying to keep up with all of these payments on this side. Okay. So you already are working oh. in your field you're as an electrician, but you're wanting to step exactly. it up to be yeah. an engineer. 
Exactly. See, I, I work every day hand-to-hand with engineers and all that. So I said to myself, you know, I'm so close. I'm a year and a half from having my degree. I should just give a shot to this, you know, sacrifice whatever I need to sacrifice and just go for it. What's it going to cost to finish the degree in the most of, at the uh, most affordable school possible? Uh, yeah, and the current one that I am, it's, it's, the, it's the cheapest one because it's the, the same one that I have from Puerto Rico. So it's going to get, uh, get me between uh, $18,000. To finish to for finish. that year and a half. Yes, sir. So we got 91000 in debt, and we have to cash flow another eighteen. Yes, sir. Mm. Can you do that? Well, uh, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm, I'm getting some more overtime. I'm getting some side works. Um, I'm willing to do whatever, DoorDash, yeah. uh, whatever it, it takes. So, Xavier, I'm going to say this in a meaner way than George's because he's a kinder human just in general than me. You are broke. And I know. You and your wife <laughs> both have jobs, but you're in a precarious situation for you and your family. I absolutely I think it's a wise idea. You're so close, and electrical engineers are, is an ex, it's an, a remarkable credential. And I love the fact that you've been on the line for so long. You're going to make a great electrical engineer. Okay, um, thank you. And so I love that idea. But um, where my sympathy is zero is I got a second PhD with two young kids, and I was working a full time job, and I was doing adjuncting on the side. And I almost lost my yeah. marriage, and so I don't recommend it for long term. And I was pretty exhausted most <laughs> of the time. But hey, you figure it out, and that's where you are. So for the next twenty four months, if you do this, you have to. You and your wife, your wife needs to do DoorDash too, and also yeah. mow lawns in the morning in the dark with a headlamp, or I don't know whatever y'all need to do. But y'all need to figure this out, right? And so it's both and, I think. Yeah, and I think you could be making more as an electrician, and I know that because I just paid one, and I swear <laughs> he looked like he was sixteen, and I, he still charged me five hundred bucks. So uh, what oh, are you yeah, making sure. on your own as an electrician? Um, twenty-eight at the moment. Twenty. Twenty-eight an hour. Twenty-eight, yeah, 28 an hour. Okay, 28. I was like, that feels uh, wildly low. But even twenty-eight an hour as electrician, I think you could be doing better. Is that with a company? Yeah. Yeah, I, I just I just moved to Orlando. I was uh, working in uh, Boca Raton, but we moved here because I had to be uh, on, on campus for college. Okay. So I just moved here like two months ago, and I went from making twenty-three. They bumped me up to twenty-eight. And I know there's there's people paying more, so I'm I'm gonna look up that too. I would be, I mean, in your neighborhood, there's probably a Facebook group, and if you offer up your services, it, just in your neighborhood alone, you could be making extra thousands of dollars on the weekends doing little jobs for people. But it, it's just you yeah, understanding, and I, you sound like somebody that is not has, has no fear of hard work. It's just you and your oh. wife sitting down. Y'all take one last. Um, one last have gone one last date and just say for the next 24 months we're going to hit the gas so that we can clear this thing up forever yeah i think we got to clear this debt first before we cash flow college and i want you to get that engineering credential and make more money and you can do that but right now we got to clean up this mess thank you so much for the call julio joins us up next in dc julio welcome to the show oh thank you very much i appreciate you taking my call sure what's going on um so i've been listening to the ramsey show for a little bit over a month, month and a half, and I was very hesitant about tackling my credit card debt just because, you know, I was making my payments and I had I had cash stockpiled. Um, I had 20K saved in the bank, and I was very hesitant to, to go ahead and, and make those payments just because, you know, you don't want to see all that cash that you, you worked so hard to save up. But, of course, the interest is killing you, right? I had, um, I had, uh, so you're carrying the debt month to month on the card? Yes, sir. What was the interest um, rate? 
so I had a USAA card that was at 10%, that was at 9.6, and I had a Chase card that was at 21. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, but I, I would have loaned you money at 21%, Julio. Dang, <laughs> dude. I know. I know, right, but didn't right. it, feel, it made you feel so safe, didn't it? So it just the, felt yeah, safe. So the one card, the the USAA card had 5500 on it, and the Chase card had three grand on it. Um, so the interest alone on the Chase card was like $58 a month. Mm. Um, so I just, I appreciate the advice. I was very like headstrong about it. I was very like hesitant about it. Um, but I decided to take the cash that I had saved and I made two payments today for the full balances for both cards. Bro, Let's go. Julio. Congrats, dude. So completely paid off? Completely paid off. Both cards are one's at zero and I guess the other payments pending. But yeah, I made the transfers to my bank and just, um, yeah, I paid both cards off today and, and. I just wanted to say thank you for for giving me that you know that road that path. Okay, hold on. It's you're, this is still fresh on you. Has yes. it sunk? Yes. You are free, my man. Yes, yes, I am. You and are I free, mean, Julio. Yes, I am. I'm debt free now. So I mean, I have I have student loans now that I'm going to tackle, which aren't that much. I think it's it's like three k in student debt that I can actually pay off with with the remainder. I have ten grand remaining from the or eleven grand remaining. From the uh, original amount, yep. so you know I think that's so that'll be gone in a month tackle. or two, right? Yes, sir. And then instead of making payments to everybody else to make them rich and buy them nice houses and them nice buildings, you can replenish that account and then some, right? Roger, Roger that, dude. Congratulations, man. my brother. Dude, that's awesome, Julio. Congratulations, man. Thank you for the call. I love that, John. Because for every Julio out there, there's another twenty of them. Going, I'm paying off the card today. There's another 200,000 of them. I'm not safe. I got money in the bank, but I owe these lenders at 25%. I'm not winning. Let's pay this thing off. Let's run our own race. And Julio, you're a great example of that. Appreciate the call, brother. Congratulations on uh, on this journey. You're, you're doing it. Baby step two, the debt snowball. It works every time you work it. This is The Ramsey Show. times have you found yourself saying one day when thinking about a goal that you have one day i'll be able to buy a house one day i'll be happy with my career or one day i won't have to battle with anxiety anymore stop waiting around whatever your one day is you gotta start now that's why we created smart conference smart conference is the one day event where we tackle all areas of your life and guys let's face it we all could use that kind of boost right now you're gonna hear from the nation's top thought leaders on money career mental health relationships marriage and leadership and the event is hitting the road we'll be going to dallas texas on saturday october 22nd but you gotta hurry because these event passes are selling out fast platinum passes already sold out but you can all you can still get your general access passes for just 39 dollars for an all-day event Best-selling authors and world-class speakers include Rachel Cruz, Dr. John Deloney, Ken Coleman, myself, Christina Ellis, Dave Ramsey. We're going to be there in full force, not to mention our friends and leadership experts from Life Church, Craig and Amy Grishel, and 
A lot of surprises planned, too. Some great entertainment, some great music. You don't want to miss it. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash events and get your passes today. It is worth a drive. It is worth a flight. People come from all over to see this event, and it's been a while since we've done it. So don't miss it. RamseySolutions.com slash events. Brandon joins us up next in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Brandon, welcome to the show. Let's go. to. Oh, there he is. Brandon, are you with us, buddy? Yes, I'm right here. Hey, how you doing? Um, how can we help? Uh, doing well. Brandon, doing I'm sorry. Well, uh, George isn't great with the technology. He's, I'm getting there. He is a millennial. Who's John just got an iPhone like a week ago for the yes, first time. Uh, that is true. He was on a BlackBerry. <laughs> What's going I'm so on? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to catch up. So um, a little over a year and a half ago, I was in a, I was a passenger in a, an injury crash and a piece of safety equipment, uh, safety equipment malfunctioned uh, severely. I broke my neck. I was on fire, much other things. Oh, um, so sorry. So, uh, and the reason I'm calling today is I, I just received my first settlement offer. We, we haven't, uh, didn't accept that yet, but pretty soon I'll, I'll probably be accepting a, a fairly large amount of money, a uh, multi-million dollar settlement. And I don't know what to do day one. I'm terrified that I, you know, I don't want to mess this up. Uh, kind of just lost and, and trying to find out what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Where to begin? What have been the long-term ramifications of the accident? Are you able to work? Are you are you paralyzed? Are you able to get around? What's what, what's your state now? Uh, still using a walker. Um, the doctor says I'm disabled. You know, hopefully I can get beyond that. But at this point, I'm not working. Okay. Uh, Is the settlement so, contingent on you not working? No, it's not. Okay. Mm. How much money are we talking currently? Is the first offer? Uh, it was right around $5 million. Okay. Wow. Well, I'm so sorry to hear about the accident. How long ago was it? A uh, year and a half. Okay. And there's a lot of recurring medical issues you're still dealing with? Uh, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. It's been pretty devastating. Well, uh, I'm, I'm know, so physically. sorry about that piece. On the $5 million side, you know, I, I'm glad you're taking your time with this and you want you want to do it with a lot of wisdom, and that's the right way to go about this is to move as slowly as possible don't touch this money until you really need it. Obviously, this is going to be your income for the foreseeable future. And the good news is there's plenty of it. If you use it wisely, it can absolutely last you the rest of your life. Right. Do you, uh, do you have you, how have you taken care of your rent and your bills and things like that over the last few years? Uh, I had to move in with family. We actually lost our home after this. Uh, the, the bills are too high and, and uh, my wife's was taking care of me full time for quite a while. Yeah. So uh, living with family, and you know that that's obviously something we don't want to do long term. Yeah. Um, so is she full time caretaker, or is she working outside the home? She she just uh, is getting ready to go back to work. I'm finally getting to a place where I can kind of take care of myself. Oh, that's so um, good, man. So. You got kids? Two kids, uh, teenagers. Well, twelve and, and fifteen uh, girls. Hmm. Okay. You guys have any debt? No. Okay. That's good. You have any money in savings? Not at this point. Yeah. No. Okay. So I would break this up into two different two different parts here. Number one is what do we need right now? And I would rather you and your wife have that conversation not with five or ten or fifteen million dollars in your checking account. Because if you right. have that conversation, the van is gonna be way newer and the house is gonna be way bigger. Right? Right. We're like, hey, we got Absolutely. it's got what what's that uh one of those shows, those HGTV shows, and we're like, 
trying to decide which house to buy and their budget. It's like Tom and Sue are both 22 and their budget is $9 million. It's, that's what it's going to feel right. like, right? So let's write down, here's what we need. We've got a home. We're going to go ahead and fit, do the college funds. We're going to get an emergency fund. Like what's what's the thing here? And then we're going to sit down directly with a Smart Investor Pro, whether we're going to create a trust of some sort or we're going to create some sort of um, income structure so that this replaces your income until you find long-term work that makes sense sure yes and george gave the magic word here slow slow because right. you know as well as i do the data on lottery winners and you have you're not winning a lottery or anything but it's real easy for no. that money just to people will come out of the woods and they hear you got 10 million dollars and blah blah that money can go away so fast. So you and your wife making up a set of boundaries and rules. We are not going to give this away right out of the gate. We're not going to do this right out of the gate. Um, we're going to send this to with, sit down with our smart Mr. Pro and get a good retirement. I mean, get a good a fund set up for this thing. Um, that's what we're going to do with it. But we're going to be very intentional and very slow. So the only homework for you, Brandon, right now is to start assembling your team because that's what you need right now. You need like a board of trustees in a situation like this. So I want you to find, uh, and you can find this all at RamseySolutions.com, click on Trusted Pros, but you need a really great tax pro. You need a great SmartVestor pro on the investing side, not only for you know your own personal investing, but for the kids and the 529s and getting them to college. You need a real estate pro who knows what they're doing, and you need an insurance pro. And you can connect with all those people at RamseySolutions.com. And along the way, of course, you can call us back as this becomes more tactical. Uh, but I think your long-term plan is let's buy a reasonable house with cash. Let's get college fully funded for the kids. Let's get a reasonable car to get around with. And the rest, we're going to park in investments long-term and we're not going to touch it. And like John said, a trust may be the best option for you with a state of this size. But that's where a smart investor pro can help. Maybe a real estate attorney, a tax attorney, you name it. And we're also going to be about healing. Um, there's going to just continue to be psychological, physical healing. You know that. And as your family re, re, redesigns what life is going to look like, what normal is going to look like moving forward, um, we're going to spend. We're going to continue to spend energy doing that. But good for you. We're glad you're glad you're turning the corner, man. And uh, give us a call, and we'll walk alongside you any way we can. Mm. Man, that's a tough situation, John. Now, in situations like this where there's a deep level of trauma mm-hmm. and there's a pile of money on this side, uh-huh. that can be a very stressful place to be where you're just going like, I'm trying to grieve from this thing, but I have to deal with this giant pile of money yeah. and what this means for my life now. I mean, it changes your life in a lot of ways. Obviously, it's better than having no money right? and uh, having the situation long, happen. Yeah. But it's a, it's feels similar to I lost a loved one and now there's life insurance payout that I get. Right. The money obviously is never going to equate to what happened right. with this situation. But how does someone grieve that process while you, navigating this? You said it best. It, it Well, the, the grief is one thing. That's something you, you walk through with counseling your, and therapy. Your, yeah, community and your friends and your church if you've got one and a professional if you need one, right? So there's that. What happens often in a situation like this is he has... <laughs> It feels tremendous guilt for being disruptive, for having to move in with his family, for his kids having to go through X, Y, and Z. And then suddenly you got $5 million in an account, or that's a rare example that's so far outside the bell curve. Let's say you get $100,000. The temptation to buy your kids a super nice car as a way of because paying you them feel back, guilty, right? Or to make sure they've got this much money in college fund, or we're going to get them this nice of a house in this neighborhood because we finally can. It's not looking at the money like you won the lottery. It's looking at this money like this is going to keep us 
plugging and moving down the street, mm-hmm. right? And it, it, like the, these settlements are to make you whole. This is going to bring us back to where we were. And so I'm going to make sure we're stable. And then we're going to create a very intentional, intentional budget. And then we're going to let this money just stay over here. Mm-hmm. Right? A lot of wisdom in that. It's tough. Thanks for the call, Brandon. We're wishing the best for you. Uh, healing-wise, and for your financial future and for your family. This is The Ramsey Show. Joined today by Dr. John Deloney. This is The Ramsey Show. The number to call is 888-825-5225. We'll talk about your life, your money, your relationships, your mental health, all of it. It happens right here on The Ramsey Show. John joins us up next in St. Louis. John, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to speak with you guys. Absolutely. How can we help? Yeah, so... So, yeah, so Dr. John, um, you know, this question is primarily for you. I just want to thank you first off. Um, you know, I read your book. I think you're absolutely fantastic. Um, I find Thanks, myself man. in a little bit of a situation here. Um, I'm trying to find financial peace even after following the baby steps. Um, so uh, really quickly, I'm 32 years old. All debts paid off, including my home. Um, however, um, I recently just had a transmission go out in my car, and that same kind of panic and that same fear that I had um, came right back. And the fact that I had to take that on my fully funded emergency fund. Mm-hmm. So I was just kind of looking to kind of see what your guys' guidance would be on how to kind of help tackle that kind of that fear and that anxiety, even after following baby steps. Yeah, that's a great question, man. Tell me about how money worked when you were a kid. Uh, there was no discussion on money. Um, I lived in a very, 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 uh, poor household. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was no doubt about it. Um, and so there was no discussion of money. Uh, started off out of college, um, very, very rough, student loans, you name it. I was just guided it, guided it in the wrong direction, and I got out of that. Cool. Um, and then are you married? I am married. Okay. I have two kids. You got two kids, okay. Uh, what was your wife's situation like? Uh, pretty much the same. Just uh, Well, she, had, she has a loving family, absolutely fantastic. Um, she only had a little bit of college debt and just a little bit of credit card debt, but that's been paid off. So she cool. has a completely different upbringing than mine was so i'm gonna oversimplify this because we're just having a few minutes on the on the radio is that cool yeah that's fine all right so let's take your situation and you grew up in a house where we don't talk about money it's a dark cloud over the house there's never enough of it and there's a lot of stress that even as a young kid you know we don't have fill in the blank right right your body put a gps pin in that right it put a pin in it and said this is not safe and so you discovered this when it, let's say let's say you're 25 um you discover the baby steps suddenly you get a path out of this of this i'm not safe i'm not safe i'm not safe i'm not safe i don't have any control in my life and you get a path out 
mm-hmm. your brain still understands that a money issue is not only a money issue. It's a relationship issue. It's catastrophic. And it is just scanning its environment 24-7, 365, looking for the next thing that might get you. And it remembers that money stuff gets you. And so now you are free. And you ever been on a boat all day on a boat? No, never been on a boat. Okay. If you're on a boat and you're going fishing or skiing, what you don't realize is the water is kind of rocking all day. And when you get off that boat, you stand on the shore and it it feels weird for a little bit because your body has to get used to the world's not moving underneath you anymore. And so the word I want to give you is practice. You are safe and you know the math problem, the, your frontal lobe, right? The front part of your brain knows that you're safe. The part that doesn't is the part that's been trying to keep you safe and keep you alive since you were a little kid. Mm-hmm. And what we're going to do is we're going to practice. Every time that alarm system sounds, oh no, it's all coming down. You can stop and take a big deep breath and hold it for a second and exhale and say, we got an emergency fund, we're good. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to practice it. And we're going to practice it and we're going to practice it. Here's what you have. You have an identity that says I'm poor. I have an identity that says I'm not safe. And what you have to do is lean into and learn a new identity. And we we say all the time, like, or if you just scroll Instagram, it'll tell you, just decide. And man, you can just decide, but you got to practice it, right? Like, I'm going to be a great basketball player. doesn't mean I'm going to wake up tomorrow and be a great basketball player. I'm going to lose 100 pounds. Cool, it's going to take you nine months, right? So you are going to have to practice leaning into this new identity, and it's going to be consciously aware of those thoughts when they take off on you. Write them down if you want to. If you want to up the Annie, if you want to super up the Annie, commit to your wife. Hey, when both, because she's going to feel the same things. When either one of us has a money thing set off our alarm system, let's commit to telling the other person, because the other person can then hold our hands and say, "Good thing we have an emergency fund. Good thing we're safe. Good thing now we are just paying ourselves for whatever we want because we have no payments." See what I'm saying? Right. Right. Absolutely. I want you to I want you to hear me very clearly. You're not broken. You're not dysfunctional. You're not malfunctioning. Okay? Your brain is just trying to keep you safe and what it needs to learn is I am safe now. Is that cool? Yes, sir. Congrats. Yes, sir. Hey. Absolutely. You have changed an entire legacy. You know that, right? Right. You're going to watch your kids as they have a different experience in their home, a different one than you and um, you're gonna. It, it will heal you over time in a pretty profound and beautiful way. So, congratulations for changing everything. Now you gotta walk on the ground, understanding that it's not shaking underneath it anymore. Way to go, man! Beautifully said, John. Yeah, those kids. When dad's going, hey kids, here's how money works. We just had this thing happen with the car, and we had the money to pay for it. We right. don't have to stress and wonder where that money's gonna come from. The kids then learn, oh, that's okay to talk about money. And the way to avoid having stress with money is having it in the bank and not <laughs> having to rely on other people's yes. money. So the lessons that can be learned from this are awesome. And I would encourage John, uh, he sounds like he's a saver mm-hmm. because he's very worried it's not going to be enough. So I'd encourage him to spend it yeah. on purpose. Like you said, practice. Practice spending money. Right. Even though it's leaving your bank account, you have plenty of it. Mm-hmm. And practice giving. Because it'll give you joy with money instead of money's the thing I have to hold on to because what if, what if, what if. Instead, you're practicing all three. Give, save, spend. That's what we talk about on the show, and it's a healthy practice. George, I see people a lot, whether it's leadership, whether it's parenting. Um, I talked to somebody on my show earlier today that that was saying, hey, I think I lost my mother gene now. 
um, because my my youngster is three and she wants to sleep with me, but I need a night's sleep, right? We constantly think that if we run up against something we don't understand, that we're somehow got character issues. We're a failure. We're a loser. We suck at the... It's often I just don't have that skill set. I just don't know to do that. I've never been in a position to do this, right? And so if you've never taken a free throw with 15,000 people cheering you on, you don't know what that pressure is like. You know what I mean? So be really gracious with yourself. I have never been in a situation where I have a transmission fall out of my car and it's annoying, not um, catastrophic, not I might get hit by a dad who's had too many drinks, not by fill in the blank, right? Um, so let's give ourselves some grace and start practicing living into these new identities, man. It's going to be great. Yeah. I was just meeting with our research team yesterday and they were unpacking some of the data from our latest personal finance study. And it was fascinating to see the direct quotes of how people are feeling around money. And it was an interesting connection. So uh, it was about 48% said, I can't get ahead with my finances. That's how they were feeling. 45% said, I feel ashamed of the way I handled money in the past. And another chunk, about a third, said, I wish I was taught how to handle money well. And there's an interesting connection there. I feel like I'll never get ahead because I feel shameful about how I've spent in the past because I wasn't taught how to handle money. told me how to, yeah. And so you just need to relearn and practice. And gotta, go, it doesn't have to skills. stay this way. Yeah. But it starts with a decision going, I'm not going to be like my parents. Sometimes it's the anti-mentor, right? <laughs> I don't want to be how my parents were. Stressed or out. the first fighting. time I I said, yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll change my son's diaper. I did not know how diapers worked. That's me being vulnerable in America. I didn't know how they worked. And I tried to put one on and I think- On yourself? Nope. On my, oh. on my son. Okay. Thank you for uh, that It was not- I did not do a good job. It would not have been an effective use of that diaper. Um, and now you're an expert. I'm, I'm pretty good at it, but my wife came in and said, oh, um, that's not going to work. And so I had to practice. I had to learn how to do it, right? It wasn't because I'm the worst ever and I'm a loser. No, I just got to practice, man. And so many of those things, we just got to practice. We just got to get ahead. I got to yeah. change that mindset. I'm somebody who's going to win with money. I'm somebody who's going to get ahead with money. So now I got to practice those things that are going to make that happen. Mm. Yeah, and James Clear talks about this in Atomic Habits of you know, values, identity-based goals, yeah. where you go, I'm the kind of person who blank. That's right. And it changes the way you look at money when you do that. Yeah. Like a call, the first one of the first callers, I am a kind of person who never borrows money, so I'm not going to go into debt for school or whatever the thing is. Yeah, that's huge. Good hour, John. Appreciate all the folks in the booth keeping the show afloat. And you, America, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with you before you know it. Love a good Dave rant? Want to see the latest Ramsey Show videos going viral? Check out your favorite moments from the Ramsey Show on YouTube. Go watch and subscribe to the Ramsey Show channel on YouTube.